kind of thing that's sort of ingrained in people. I mean, you know, yeah, religion is part of it. Societal structures are a part of it that, that sort of condition us to believe that um, sex is inherently destructive unless you're following a certain set of rules. They it, build in that feeling of having to be bashful about it, mm -hmm. about enjoying yourself and having yeah. people know about it. Ooh, like, oh, oh, no, you aren't like, oh, I'm going to really enjoy this juicy, delicious apple. And I might be like, mm, well, ooh, somebody might see me go. Mm. It's like, why is that derivation of pleasure OK to show everyone? some naked man was like running around in Tacoma and she said she called the police on him and I'm kind of like what what violent harm comes of seeing a penis I, well, I, I, divert your eyes kids you can't yeah. see a well, naked and that's, body that, even you though hit the nail on the head she was like but the kids Welcome to to, to 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 another kitchen sink my 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 microscopy. I'm M M M Max Headroom, <laughs> and and uh, you should subscribe and 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 I promise I'm not that goofy for the whole episode. So. <laughs> well, and I'm Eric Rosenblatt, and um, God, I wish. We had, um, you know, proper editors to to make it actually look like you were in oh, the yeah. bedroom with the, you know, rotating background and, and make <laughs> you look all square and stuff like that. That'd have been cool. Hell yeah! And properly cut things so it, yeah, um, <laughs> have, it's probably something most of the viewers don't even remember. Um, yeah, it's something from the eighties. Yeah, you know, it had to be an eighties kid to remember yeah. that shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't forget we uh these kids should not have been doing cocaine <laughs> oh man well, what nobody a time. should but like... <laughs> what a time to grow up let me say um <laughs> uh, so uh, casey and i uh we write our own music it's available oh yeah stick around to the end of the episode like timestamp down there uh if you want to check out a clip of it you can get music on iTunes, Spotify, places like that. I, I think Patreon too. You get some music if you give us a few bucks uh, to help support the show. Because, uh, well, this show is kind of doesn't have a whole lot of support. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, shoestring budget and all that. Uh, you can go to our website, ksmvidcast.com. That's a great place. Like, uh, to find all kinds of things, including merch and all kinds of stuff that we do. And, uh, you know, if our YouTube channel ever gets shut down because of controversial topics, uh, well, that's the place you can get sort of a backup. Uh, so, 
Um, well, Casey, what what do you think we should talk about today? Well, speaking of cocaine, hookers. <laughs> hookers and blow. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. All right, I'm in. Wait. <laughs> YouTube uh, watching right now. Oh, they are already demonetized. This has got to be a record. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. We don't really have many monetized episodes, do we? Like everything is kind of on the edge. Actually, most of them are, but I don't know. Like depends on how closely a look they really take. Or That's true. Just kind of randomly pay attention to something. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, there's there's been plenty of plenty of ones that should have been demonetized and they weren't. <laughs> yeah, and, and you That's know people getting the raw stuff. Yeah. Stick it to the man. Yeah, stitch <laughs> that, Jimmy. Speaking uh, of raw, uh, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah, we were talking about. Um, well, we were going hookers to, and blow, right? Well, you know, tell we me more. Talk about blow that much, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about blow. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, we way back, like three years ago, at the beginning of season one, we uh, did an episode on this, on you know, like prostitution, and we only gave it like twenty minutes. Like, yeah, these windbags only talked twenty minutes about prostitution. Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah, and given that what we can talk about Star Trek for two hours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean that i i have I, well i think we both have some pretty strong feelings about sex work um and yeah i i well i mean for the basic principle that it's just human beings doing perfectly natural things and <clears throat> engaging in economy um whether you choose to make that economy black market or draw tax off of it that's that's up to you but then you know at least don't be a hypocrite when you're bitching about the problem well you you know speaking of hypocrisy (laughs) um a lot of these um legislators who pass these kinds of bills and stuff that ban sex work they're some of the biggest customers of said sex work you know, like, you know, uh, it's kind of hard to take you seriously if you're if you're saying, oh, well, this is morally reprehensible. But then you're like going to the red light district every night. Right. Um, I mean, honestly, like it, there should be no stigma to it. Like it should be, it should be such a natural part of society that imagine if you're like temporarily unhappy in your relationship and you you don't really want to end it over just sex but you know you do just because society but yeah. imagine imagine a society where it would be totally okay to be like you know what i have some needs tonight that aren't being met i'm just gonna go to a sex worker and then go back to my happily married life because like sex doesn't have to be bonding to someone for life you know? No, no, it doesn't. And and honestly, it's kind of like because certain people like certain things, and and partners who get together, they they may have different um, uh, 
I don't know, cycles or something where it's like, oh, I'm not really feeling that tonight. But like you said, people in relationships over sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I, I yeah, I, I don't, well, there, there's all kinds of angles here, but just on the surface, like the first thing that I was thinking is like, it, it's kind of, you know, everybody has different tastes in food. You know, you, you, some people love uh, pineapple on pizza and some people loathe it. So if you're partners with somebody who, let's say everything else is fine, you, you get along in every way except for pizza with pineapple, <laughs> that is a deal breaker. Well, imagine if you had a friend who you could sit down and enjoy pineapple pizza or non-pineapple pizza with. Like it doesn't detract from the relationship to to do that. It's actually helps it. It's like, oh, okay, well, now that's no longer a point of contention. It's not something yeah. that we're arguing about. Yeah. We get a choice. Do I want to fight or do I want to fuck? Yeah. Well, yeah. You're like, oh, I better fight. <laughs> and it it, it kind of here's the thing, and this is why I think sex work is such a hot button topic for a lot of people and why people get all bent out of shape. Um, I mean, religion partially has something oh, to do that's with that. A big part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, though it it is the oldest profession after all, and and it's been going on. Well, it's not even humans that the animal kingdom. Well, I guess we're animals too. So, <laughs> lots of animals um, essentially perform sex work. That is a thing. Um, so yeah. it it is a natural process within um, animals that, that we just do that stuff. Um, you know, trade sex for stuff or something like, I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't think there should be a problem with it, but the biggest problem I don't think is necessarily specifically religion. It's this idea that somehow sex is a bad thing. It like, yeah inherently the, the, people hear sex and they just kind of think negative thoughts about it as if somehow just automatically out of the box sex is is harmful and that's christianity's fault to be honest i mean well not just christianity abrahamic I, religions i think probably overall well okay yeah i'll, I'll expand it abrahamic at least but i don't want to say religion because you've where did the Kama Sutra come from? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, you know, sex isn't always bad in religion, but certain very influential religions have a very protracted uh, stake in the game and making sex bad while simultaneously being like, go forth and multiply. Exactly. But only <laughs> multiply according to our doctrine and, and, and not what nature yeah. dictates to you. Not, not what feels right and natural. Follow our playbook, right? Yeah. And if you don't, well, you're a bad person. Um, well, yeah. You're a bad, bad person. Bad <laughs> person. Naughty, naughty. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's going to be lots of bad puns, by the way. Yeah, yeah I'm totally not into stuff like that, by the way. Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. Yeah, don't don't call me daddy. 
<laughs> totally don't like that. Nope, nope. <laughs> How about uh, Grandpa? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old man. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. Uh, well, you know, but... I, that, I think, is a, like a huge component, though, is, is this kind of thing that's sort of ingrained in people i mean you know yeah religion is part of it societal structures are a part of it that that sort of condition us to believe that um sex is inherently destructive unless you're following a certain set of rules right and then oh it's totally okay um and, and I don't understand like the rules are arbitrary there there is no rhyme or reason for them so of course like they shouldn't matter but you know when you're raised from a very young age and basically brainwashed from day one to think a certain way um well then you perceive these things according to that upbringing that 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 the because i mean you just have to sit there and, and ask like well okay what what's wrong with sex what's wrong with yeah that? like how is it bad how is it harmful they it, build in that feeling of having to be bashful about it mm-hmm. about enjoying yourself and having yeah. people know about it Ooh, like oh oh no you aren't like Oh, I'm going to really enjoy this juicy, delicious apple. And I might be like, hmm. Well, ooh, somebody might see me go, hmm. It's like, why is that derivation of pleasure okay to show everyone? Mm-hmm. And one isn't. Or appreciation of music or art or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's totally, that's fine if you. And, and I, 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 was, I was having a conversation with somebody like a week ago about, uh, uh, some naked man was like running around in Tacoma and she said she called the police on him. And I'm kind of like, what, what violent harm comes of seeing a penis? I, oh, I mean, divert your eyes, kids. You can't yeah. see a well, naked and that's, body. That, even you though hit the nail on the head, she was like, but the kids. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing <laughs> what, is, what? <laughs> you just look at yourself in the mirror after a shower and you can see the same shit, dude. Yeah, like you know, it is not. There's nothing inherently bad. Like, okay, this is the thing. I mean, um, as an anarchist, like the golden rule is uh, the initiation of force can never be justified. That that the coercion, forcing somebody to do something, is wrong. That that is wrong. Um, and. There's this them to sort wear of clothes. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe I guess somebody could say, well, I didn't want to see that, but it's like, uh, you see all kinds of stupid shit. I, maybe I didn't want to see a PT cruiser with the fake wood on the side of it. It makes me <laughs> like, maybe I didn't want to see that. Should I call the cops because of that? You know, like I could see a dude with this dong hanging, dangling and flapping around, running across the street and it'd be like, huh? Well, that's Tacoma for you. Yeah. You know, like, I don't care. It's just like, whatever. 
Um, if it happens but, at a house party with 30 people, you're yeah. like, oh my God, 30 people were exposed. It, it was like, oh, get... Frank's naked again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it, it, that's this kind of whole shame about our bodies and things like that, that we, you know, should be ashamed of ourselves or not be comfortable being naked uh, around other We should be ashamed of being ashamed of ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> which I, you know, I got a lot of mad respect for nudists that that live like that. Um, I, and again, it's the whole thing like, oh, nakedness equals sex, and, right. and yeah. it totally doesn't in that case. But I was I was getting to something. Uh, need some more beer though, just a second. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go off on the, yeah. The 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 point I was going for is like there. There's this implication, like uh, it's an implied idea that somehow sex being default bad, uh, if you have sex with somebody that you're possibly coercing somebody or there's some force involved. And I would argue sex work is the highest form of that, uh, of of I guess the the least coercive form because you in advance the the, the person uh the sex e and the sex or shall we say um <laughs> agree in advance like hey I'm going to do this thing this act we're going to do this thing in exchange for this this amount of money or something and and if both parties agree they meet up and they do it like there it is like okay i'll give you some money and oh we have man. sex and like nobody I blinked and forced. i missed the part about that that was like really bad and illegal and and dangerous um <laughs> can can you repeat that part because i i, I think i missed it, it it's it's only illegal because there's legislation on the books that makes it illegal it, and the well, danger if it's illegal that means it's morally wrong <laughs> Which, mm, that, well, and that, that was sarcastic. If I know, <laughs> and the danger comes from it being in the dark, where where you don't have. Because imagine if it was like there was like an eBay for sex, right? You have clients, you have the sex workers, and everybody has a profile. You have ratings and. People can leave reviews like, hey, well, this person is really good. They do this thing or whatever. And hey, flawless transaction and stuff. Or if somebody's skeevy, you know, a sex worker could leave a review for, for a client. It's like, oh, man. Oh, no, no. This this guy, like, I mean, tried to lock me in exist. a closet and don't just steer clear of him um, or her. It does exist, but it's basically just as black market as the the profession itself you know well, it, it does but imagine if it could just be out in the open where yeah, everybody yeah. could access it and, and and interact with it like that no, that I, would make sense that would be I, safe i like your point of view about how it's kind of like the pinnacle of having control of your sexuality mm -hmm. you know that's certainly uh, the way they should look at it i would hope yeah um is that they're fully in control now that does beg the argument that i know somebody watching this is automatically thinking oh my god human trafficking 
But those you have to separate too. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, human trafficking does exist. It does fucking suck. And they utilize innocent young girls in sex work. That does not mean, ergo, all sex work is human trafficking, so therefore bad. Yes. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And that that's the thing. It's like, it, they're not the same thing. And in fact, if sex work were completely out in the open and, and completely legal and on the up and up, uh, the trafficking side of things would probably be... If it didn't totally disappear, it would be so minimal as to be almost insignificant. Um, the fact that everything is illegal, well, it it, it puts like a shade over everything. Uh, like yep. it's obfuscated. Like you can't, and, and especially with things like shutting down Backpage and Craigslist uh, thing, the, the the dating side of Craigslist, like. Well, yeah, now you've just made it nearly impossible to to find out what is going on and to actually like fight real injustice. Like to to say that sex work is injustice is bullshit. Like uh, and to conflate the two. They the, oh, they're oh, it's the same thing. And well, if you allow this then well, there's going to be a whole bunch of trafficking and stuff like, well, there's trafficking because it's fucking illegal, bitches. You know, like that's, that's exactly why, like you want, you, you want to get rid of trafficking, legalize it. If you want exactly more trafficking, then ban it. The more light you shine on something, the fewer shadows to hide in there are. So, Oh, damn. Uh, you, that's going to have to go in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, good. like the you kind of create the thing that you fear the most. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and there's no reason for it. I, I, I don't. Oh, I just. It all comes down to this whole idea that sex is like a dirty thing, um, and I don't understand it. I, in my experience, it's been. Uh, pretty good. (laughs) Kind of like it. Um, And yeah, very rarely has there ever been any coercion. But then again, like it's not the sex that makes it something coercive. It's coercive people or, or oppressive people like doing a thing, forcing you to do something. It doesn't matter whether it's sex or whether it's like, I don't know, swabbing the decks or going to war. Like they're all wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's so funny. If you like dig into what, you know, the core of people's problems with a thing are, it, it generally is, I don't know. It starts to fall apart under examination. I think. Yeah. Like you, you have to give it that real critical review so you can like chip away at, your your own conditioning so it's like when people tell you sex is bad they've got thousands of years behind them of of this propaganda scheme yeah that like is ingrained into our neural nets and you know like it's just constantly telling us oh sex is bad but 
you know, if somebody else yeah. is trying to like sell you on some snake oil, it's not going to work as well because they don't have thousands of years behind them. But well, that, that's true. Mechanism, you know. And and uh, actually, you know, you kind of brought up a good point. Like all this effort to portray sex as, as something negative, uh, a dirty thing, like it, oh, it's harmful. Um, and oh oh yeah yeah sex is bad you know but then baby showers and gender reveal parties and stuff like everybody <laughs> celebrates when someone's having a baby but it's like do you not know how uh, how that works like uh th- there's a thing that happens and <laughs> like so so the babies are okay but the sex is bad okay gotcha that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Right. I, I don't understand that shit. But yeah, like the, the dividing line between if selling things and having sex, you know, like where in, in that combination does it suddenly become something that is worth all this hatred? Well, and, and actually, yeah, that's a really good point. And I think I made this point. I, I mean, it's been enough years that I don't remember if I did or not, but I'm, I'm going to reiterate this anyway, because it's part of a larger conversation. The whole exchange of a thing for another thing. Um, like, societally, uh western societies generally you know we view things like we're we're like okay it's acceptable to go on a date um let's say traditional sort of date where the guy pays for everything and um there's an expectation of oh hey you want to come back to my place and we could fool around and stuff and you know the outcome in advance that like you're going on a date knowing that after the date you're both going to go back to somebody's place and and have sex it's going to happen and there is essentially a monetary exchange there that that maybe the guy buys dinner or you pay for a movie or something and afterwards you go back home and and fuck um that's okay societally and legally too Uh, you're totally fine but it's a a coercive tactic that has actually built this like patriarchy versus feminism clash like like all of our hang-ups about sex created sexism (laughs) and not only yeah and and it's not clear what the intent is and and that's what's so nice about sex work um the the prostitution um that that it's it's on the table like hey here i am here's my pictures you know here's how much it costs to do these things um somebody's like yeah okay i'll pay for that and then boom there you go like and that's it and then everybody goes home and they're happy but but the whole classical version, um, like you're saying, does involve a little bit of deception and sort of 
manipulation of people and and especially because there's this kind of implied expectation of of the outcome well if you go on a date with a girl and you buy a fancy dinner and and stuff like that and she doesn't want to come back home well that's when people get bent out of shape and then they resort to coercion you know what um the idea of chivalry is actually a really biologically fascinating evolution of your penis trying to get laid basically your penis is like telling its environment it gets peacocking uh, mm -hmm. no pun intended there um, <laughs> <laughs> and and it's trying to say like hey rose i figured out a way to act that gets us laid and and chivalry therefore became this like outward concept of like honor and grace and kindness and protection to a woman when really it was just like a dude trying to get laid and now it's this sense of honor <laughs> mm -hmm. which i mean you know I, I i'm okay with the concept of chivalry i i mean i i think it's it really should just go... being kind to another human being yeah, exactly and i think it should go both ways too it it, it shouldn't be just guys versus girls it should go either direction yeah um yeah and and it certainly does yeah especially now yeah. um it, oh man wow uh yeah I, I i knew this would kind of get into you know like core of human emotions and you know like going from sex to just like uh you know sex that we buy or whatever to like sex that we just want to have and then like all the way down to the core of just like wanting to be around people you know mm -hmm. like it, it it filters in and uh and uh, as it comes together it like gets into this sedimentation where it, it all it is all you need is love Oh, yeah. that's how the Beatles came up with it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's a, a a pretty good sentiment about that. Um, but I think I guess one of the problems with society with respect to um, sex work is this idea that sex without love is somehow bad or harmful or something like do you know how many couples and i would ask people in the audience like if you're with somebody do you really love the person that you're having sex with like i don't think I mean, given that like half the marriages end in divorce, um, I'm going to say the answer is probably mostly no. Uh, that people are just going through the motions because they're expected oh, yeah. to. And, and then that's another thing, too. Like if you are partnered with somebody in some kind of societal structure like a marriage and having sex with your partner because you're expected to 
Well, isn't that a form of coercion too? Yeah. Like, are you I being mean, manipulated by, I mean, maybe not by your partner. I, I, I would say they're probably equally uh, ignorant of reality, but they're, they're playing by the playbook society built. Um, and so, you know, how is that right? But somebody knowing exactly what they're getting into, knowing exactly what they want, and what they're willing to give trading for that. Like here's another good example of uh, the whole trade thing, like massage, you know, people will be like, Oh, well going to a movie and that's not intimate. Well, what about massage therapy? You go to a massage place and people put their hands on you. There's all kinds of oils and slippery stuff and you're probably naked and, you know, it, I mean, I don't know how, how much more intimate you can really get, honestly. And that, that almost feels more intimate than sex. Um, it, but that's legal. Totally fine. Completely okay yeah. to put your hands in skin-to-skin contact with another person. The law says, oh, yeah, that's fine. But oh, with, wait a with minute. license. Yeah, There's a oh, license yeah. for it. So, like, why not get another license for someone to be a sex worker? I don't think you should have to have a license, but you know. <laughs> well, no, I know. Why you not? Know, yeah, no. I mean, like if it, it, you're right. To avoid hypocrisy, just say, "Oh, this is how we're going to treat it." Mm-hmm. You know, you need a license to massage. You need a license to fuck. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a James Bond movie. <laughs> license to fuck. It does, but then, then again, like. I have a problem with the state telling people how to conduct their business when it comes to such intimate things. Um, yeah, I, that's for it, sure. I was just speaking to like legalize it to tax it. And, you know. Yeah. And, and, and that's fair. Like if, if there is such a system in place, it should account for those things. Like why not? Like what yeah. it exists. Okay. Here's the thing. Even in the U.S., there are places where sex work is a licensed legal profession. Um, and in many countries throughout the world, it's either licensed or unlicensed, but it's legal to, to do that. Like exchange, I mean, think about it. You're doing what you would do on any given date. You're just paying for it. How is that wrong? Like, what's the problem? Yeah. Why? So, and it's over is, and done with is in as long as time it takes, and you don't have to like self-induce slavery and be bound to that person. No, no, it's, your life. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you can go your separate ways. You, you don't even have to exchange it and go you, away again. And, yeah, you don't even have to exchange phone numbers. You didn't have to exchange names. Even like, who knows? You know, not gonna. Anyway, <laughs> um, but it, oh man, I, I had a really good point, but I'm uh, shit. Uh, Sometimes there are from more beer. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that that is true. Um, oh, damn it, I had a really good point there. Um, uh. Yeah, that was going in an interesting direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it'll come back to me. I just need a little more beer. Um, yeah, it's it's funny how like even the concept of uh, you know how I was talking about how chivalry was kind of a an invention of our minds to you know kind of speak to a certain part of our craving as a human. Uh, love is also like that, you know, yeah. like. I don't know. It, uh, it's it kind of an extension of not to be cheesy or like cliche, but like your heart. Like yeah. it's, it's, uh, you know, that need for it is, is almost like this rhythmic pulse. It's like, there are times that you really need it. And then there's times where you're just content as things are. And it's a pulse. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I so maybe maybe all the concepts we come up with to explain our emotions and and even deeper than emotions, you know, like the biorhythms that drive the emotions. I don't know. Getting all well, and, and it, there is a point there that that you know this is a very complex topic. We, I, mm, I don't want to invoke this, but what is love? Baby, don't don't hurt me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Do we have to like bob our heads now? Um, But it, nobody knows. I mean, in fact, I think it's really not known. Not a lot is known about human emotions to begin with. Where they come from, what what drives things and and how they operate. Um, I mean, there's, countless books written about psychology and and stuff and they're pretty much all wrong um (laughs) and and so for for things to be kind of distilled into this legislative force where politicians elected politicians they're they're not experts they don't know anything about human psychology they don't know anything about humans i mean most of them are humans i mean there's probably some lizard people uh, out there but and I think psychology is kind of a religion. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we we talked about that in the past yeah. and probably <laughs> will in the future. But but there there's this kind of deference to those politicians to decide for the rest of the population what is morally acceptable and then pass legislation based on that. And they don't know any better than anybody else. I mean, fuck, look at any politician and their personal problems. <laughs> Come on. Like, really? They're the moral authority? Right. Okay. Yep. I'd buy that for a dollar. You know, come on. Like, but people defer to them and, and accept their doctrine as as like a biblical text essentially like oh yeah oh it's it's illegal like well so (laughs) it was made illegal by a fucking you know crack whore (laughs) you know what you know what i think is funny is is people are all like oh well you know it's it's old text it's natural for there to be missing books from from the bible and you know like there's a big gap from when jesus was a baby to a 30 year old man it's like um, you think maybe the manuscripts where Jesus discovers he has a penis uh, just might vanish? 
<laughs> Mary Magdalene is no mistake. Let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> it's like there was a significant chunk of Jesus' life. If oh, he was man, indeed real and a human man. Dude, uh, he's like, hey, bitches, I'm the son of God. Shwing, <laughs> you know, like I'm going to have fun. <laughs> I can totally see that. <laughs> like, I mean, hey, I'm going to be crucified. There's a reason they call me holy. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm going to be crucified. I might as well live it up a little bit before that happens. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, that's a that's a deep joke. Ooh, deep hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I like, yeah, I I just, I don't understand the, I'm trying to recapture this thought that I had, um, but it, it kind of centered around this whole idea that shit, uh, (laughs) Oh, it's the worst. I know it, it's all right. I mean, but, but basically, it's this. I mean, it comes down to hypo- hypocrisies that 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 the, the legislators and the religious figures, like they're doing the very thing they're telling us not to do. Um, yeah, and it's a thing that, well, you know. It is pretty natural. Um, so how can be? I just don't understand how it can be wrong. I mean, there's a lot of things I don't understand about that. I, mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, the do as I say, not as I do sort of thing. It's like, that's so pervasive in our life in, in so many ways. It really um, is. And I, my rule is, well, lead by example. Like, you first. Like, yeah. you know, you want, you want to tell us to do something. Go ahead and set an example. Um, right. Show us how it works. And, and then maybe, maybe if you're lucky, I might possibly agree. Well, and don't like, just come down all high on your ivory tower and tell people like, oh, you got to do this because, well, I, I, I don't know, reasons. Well, and, and you're kind of touching on something that we went over in the first episode we talked about this in. Um, the idea of like, you know, the pervasiveness of rape might actually be due to all, all of our qualms about sex. You know, like I agree when, when you can't do something you want to do anyone at, at some point is going to reach this breaking point where they want to throw a tantrum. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what that is just with like horrible violent consequences. Well, and it's no different than people that are hungry. Or, or thirsty or cold. Or, I mean, all like, crime is, is born out of necessity. Yeah. Well, and it's important to note that sex. Fucking deep and yeah. scary, actually. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> sex is, is 
one of those core things. Uh, I mean, yeah, it is a genetic thing. Like this is why humans are so prevalent on the planet is because of our genetic propensity to procreate. Right. Um, Why are so many priests pedophiles? Yeah. Do you you really think? Because they're told not to do it. Yeah. That that's why, and and they're told not to do something that is. Imagine if somebody, if, if you know, you joined up with some kind of cult, oh, sorry, religion, um, <laughs> and they said, "Well, you're not supposed to eat anything, ever." Well, you're there's going to come a point where you're very hungry and you're gonna eat whatever is in front of you, even if it's like a tree trunk or something like sex is the same way. It is an ingrained necessary intrinsic function of the human body. Like we have to do that. Yeah. Like we're told to do that by our genetics. And there's a very good reason for that. Um, Nice thing, uh, you know, uh, that, that we've kind of taken command of that too, so that we can do it without, consequence i.e babies fuck yeah. babies yeah uh, exactly. wait, ooh, wait wait no oh, oh demonetized oh shit i didn't mean no. that no no i mean no, no. don't have kids shit. no they, uh, there's a, a biology aspect i wanted to bring into this and that and that's uh it's healthy for mm. us to be ex you know exchanging fluid and like renewing things and keeping it fresh like that is an, an effect of you know let's say ejaculating once a day you know it keeps the pipes clean you know it's like getting regular maintenance on your car like there's a reason that we evolved to have that kind of slick system you know where it's like always ready to to go because that's how we propagate as a species mm-hmm. so like just as much, if not more, than eating. That's how important sex actually really is. Yeah. If you think about it, our eating is just so that we're we have enough energy to have sex. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. Well, and that I mean, that's nature. Like, <laughs> why do you think there's so many humans on this planet? Yeah. Um oh man wow it's it's so weird it's basically like oh let's always like try to eat together eat dinner together and let like that let's promise each other we're always going to try to eat dinner together at five o'clock but then you know sometimes you know you're running late and and you call me up and you're like honey i'm gonna have to eat out tonight without you and then you're like oh my god I've been cheated on. <laughs> if you think that sounds silly, and then it's like, oh, hey, baby, I'm not in the mood tonight. And, and then you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to go over to the neighbor's house uh, and uh, get laid. Yeah, all right. See, see you in the morning. You know, like, yeah. Well, and, and it should operate that way. That, that kind of goes back to what I was saying about sex being dirty, which also what you had talked about sex being like, something special and i don't want to downplay that like it can be oh yeah oh yeah but it doesn't have to be like 
the specialness doesn't come from sex. It comes from the relationship you have with a person. Um, Back it can eating be, is all of your meals like top-notch gourmet shit. Like your taste buds are like taste bud gasming. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's a treat from time to time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't mean like you're not gonna never go back to Burger King again mm -hmm. because he had the best meal ever at like a super fancy expensive restaurant. Like, no, you. I mean, you might eat like fuck. I <laughs> I like top ramen sometimes. I I'm like okay, I could buy some like crab legs, but. I kind of want some like top ramen today, you know, 59 cents. Like that, that actually sounds really good. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I always come back to that. Um, it's all about the relationship and cultivating the relationships and stuff like that. Sex is sort of a, a way. I mean, it's a lot of things, but it, it, it can be a way to enhance a pre-existing relationship. Uh, the idea that sex creates the relationship is actually the dangerous side of it. This idea that, oh, if you have sex, well, all of a sudden, everything's different. Well, you just met that person like 10 minutes ago. It's not different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but... And that's where I think it kind of like ties into the whole sex work thing. Like, I mean, to, to parallel the analogy with food, does anybody get bent out of shape because somebody goes to a particular restaurant and there's a particular cook cooking food for somebody and you're eating the food and it's amazing and it's awesome. Yep. Do they blame the cook or think the cook is doing something wrong? It's like, no, everybody hails the cook for being great. Like, you are the most awesome chef. You made the most awesome meal. Like, well, so how, how is it okay when it's food, but not okay when it's sex? Uh, I don't get it. Yeah. Imagine a world where, like, you go read the, the newspaper and, and there's the sex critic. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's all like, oh, you need to visit this sex worker. His penis gives out so many orgasms. You know, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> we give this five orgasms. <laughs> and yeah. it's like reading reviews for sex work. And it's like, oh, wow. You know, it, it's like food. We need to yeah. eat and we need to fuck. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, why, why, why can't you have a fuck every now and then that's like a 32-ounce prime rib you know like, <laughs> well yeah exactly and, and here here's something i think that um because i mean there's going to be a bunch of people who are like going to be like well but if you hook up with somebody who's really amazing you're not going to appreciate the person you're with well that's not true and i can say this because i'm poly and I have many partners. Um, it doesn't work that way. Um, having an amazing experience with somebody sexually does not 
in any way make you consider other partners any less um in fact it, it's kind of the opposite I, I know it sounds counterintuitive but it is kind of the opposite no i get that they they each have their own specialty so it's always like a different experience or something mm-hmm. you know well and and it, yeah and it, i mean i guess i i don't want to necessarily equate things to food but we've already <laughs> made that sort of <laughs> parallel there but sometimes having an amazing meal makes that shrimp uh top ramen even more amazing like yeah i don't know it's it's interesting you know the way we think of uh ingesting food and you know having it served to us fancy and cooked very well to our taste and all that stuff is is like okay yeah like people throwing food in our mouths is just like a totally normal thing but like people dropping loads in your mouth that's oh that's a you know dropping loads (laughs) (laughs) dropping loads all over your glasses Ah! (laughs) well and and and, everybody look up nick manning on youtube like (laughs) well and and it's interesting you should bring that up because here's what makes things even more convoluted and confusing. Um, so it's okay to pay for a meal or a movie or an outing on a date with the expectation you're going to have sex. And then you go back and you have sex and knowing that, the paying for that sort of led up to it. That's okay. By law and by society, most societies. Um, it's also okay to organically meet somebody and like each other and have sex. That's fine. Nobody's complaining about that. It's okay to pay somebody to touch your body all over in all the crevices with oil and stuff that, that that's fine too. As long as genitals don't interact. Don't know why that that's a thing, but it is. It's also okay to pay two people to have sex in front of a camera so you can record it, package it, and sell it to customers who would like to masturbate or whatever to watch that. Oh, yeah, it's totally fine. Totally okay. But it's not okay if you yourself want to just pay somebody or, or to have sex with or they want money in exchange for sex. That's totally oh, oh, verboten. Can't yeah. do it. Like, I... I the only difference oh. there is like in one, both people get paid. So yeah, you know, that's the only difference. I mean, you, you as a customer, it's like anything else. It's an exchange. Mm-hmm. No different than if you go to the grocery store, you see uh, a pound of beef for five ninety nine. 
on the shelf. And you're like, you know, I really want that beef. And the safe way that you're buying it from is like, I'd really like that six bucks. And you're like, done. Good. <laughs> Everybody's happy. I get my steak. You get your six bucks. Not that it's six bucks now, but just uh, as an example. Um, but but I, I just don't understand why when there's genital interaction involved that somehow everything is suddenly different and completely transformed into like a parallel universe where, oh, well, that's wrong. But well, it's only wrong when these very limited conditions are met. I don't get it. I, I mean, I'd say we should uh, ask a politician uh, uh, on the show, somebody who's in favor of this stuff. Maybe like, like with the with the caveat that they they can't craft an argument from religion. <laughs> yeah, well, no, they they can. Uh, we'll just see through it and shoot it down. Yeah. Uh, so that's fine. You you can craft any argument you want. Yeah, I mean, it's like whatever horse shit you want, but like, yeah. Like, um, well, you know, and, and we should prepared to defend it in in the world of natural law. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, hi, Floyd. Yes, buddy. Uh huh. Oh, good kitty. Floyd's like, let me out of here so <laughs> I can go get laid. He's like, oh, there's this lady cat next door. I want to, I want to hook up with. <laughs> These no. humans don't let us get laid. They must think sex is bad or something. Nah, they're not <laughs> that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> Yeah, break it to you, kitty. We are that stupid. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> Humans are, are definitely um, curious. I'll say. Um, <laughs> Why well, talking like that? They'll they'll know that we're not one of them. <laughs> oh, if if I had busted out my tinfoil hat at that moment, <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> I, I would I would definitely love to interview sex workers, um, you know, about this subject. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's it's always good to hear all the sides, right? Like, oh yeah, you very seldom hear like the story of the sex worker, and it's it's pretty fascinating stuff when you do. Hmm. Um, but you know, like, like you don't think about what it takes to, um, you know, do whatever it takes to make your world keep turning. Yeah, you know, like whatever society has has turned it into, as far as perception, has whatever effect it does. You know, like the the core need to get it done is always going to be there. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, I would uh, kind of put things in the same box as like any other gray market or black market um, process, like drugs and guns and stuff like that. That that like there are people who want stuff, 
and there are people who provide stuff. It doesn't matter. Like this, it's fallacious to assume that because it's illegal, it doesn't happen. Well, that's nonsense. I mean, the the 30s in the U.S. is all you have to look to. The Prohibition era. Prohibition does not work. Did all you it say does fallacious or fallacious. <laughs> Well, talk to you me. Could have, ap- you could have meant either, I think. Uh, talk to me after the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 there's this idea that, oh, you know, you just ban something and it's gone. Like, no. In fact, in some cases, it becomes more. There's more of something after you ban something. Look at Al Capone in the 30s. Like he wasn't wealthy and powerful because reasons it was because of prohibition. That was why, because he was supplying a thing that people wanted in defiance of the illegality of said thing. Um, And yeah. Oh, Oh, that reminds me since Al Capone died of like syphilis or something. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, you know, yeah, it was syphilis, and it was because he didn't get treatment in prison because, well, he was in prison. Yeah, um, but but that that reminded me of the the other argument that people try to throw out against prostitution, and they're like, oh, but disease and stuff, and it's and it's like I I, I can't remember who I was saying this to the other day, but um, you know, there's like a stigma. Um, between how do I how do I say this exactly? Um, shit, I'm losing it. It was um, fuck. Well, <laughs> l- let me. me. <laughs> I, I it's bound to happen to both of us. Let me throw something out there, like because talking about disease and stuff. Um, well, first off. Every disease, including AIDS, has pretty much been solved. Like, we got it sussed. Like, it, it's not really a big thing. Second off, it isn't because it is a, a job or a career, I guess. That, you know, it isn't because you're selling your services that those diseases happen. It's sex. It's STDs. Um, that would happen whether it was you going on dates, uh, meeting up well, on Tinder yeah. or whatever. That, that was the point I was I was making is that, you know, like your ability to catch a disease doesn't have anything to do with the profession of the person yeah. that you're having sex with. It's like it's the choice and the moment for someone to use some form of protection or not. And, well, and, and, and in fact, that can happen anywhere. It only it takes could once. Be, you're true. And it could be argued that people who professionally do things are going to act professionally. They're going to want to continue the work they do as a profession. Yeah. So have they're you heard going the term to, moneymaker? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're going to be extra careful, like much more careful than the random ass person that you meet on a dating site um, who you don't know. But somebody who makes a living off of something, oh, yeah, you can bet your ass they're going to be very careful. 
and have all the tools to to deal with things. Um, But again, um, none of these things are as detrimental as they were in the past. Like basically everything is fine. Um, You might be inconvenienced by having to take some medication or whatever for a minute. Um, But uh, it's not really that, that big of a deal. And going forward, it'll be even less of a deal because yeah, well, humans are working on solving that shit. Uh, So, so like, like the inability to perform anymore might be solved without drugs. Are you saying? It could be. Well, I mean that. Well, if it were legal, that would get even more attention. Yeah. Like, well, you'd start tearing away at the point of having stigmas. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. I think that's how legalization of marijuana is probably going to come about is like the more states that legalize it the lower the stigmas become yeah until one point everyone is just like why is this illegal at all yeah well and in washington state the first state to actually make that a thing recreational use um nobody gives a shit anymore no one cares it's like yeah whatever not to be pedantic, but I think Colorado beat us by a few days. Did they? I'm, <laughs> I think I'm so. pretty sure it was whatever. Wait, it, it, it was, was the so same close. year for sure. Yeah, it was very close. Yeah. Um, but no one cares now. Like, it, it isn't a thing. But prior to that, and, and this kind of speaks to the whole um, legislation and societal expecta- expectation thing. Like prior to the full legalization in Washington state, uh, there were all kinds of people, oh, the naysayers, like, oh, it's going to go, oh, it's going to be so bad. And there's going to be like six-year-old kids smoking pot in the schoolyard <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's like, now, no one's saying that. It never came to pass. Okay, you know, the first year everybody was smoking it up and having fun because, like, woohoo, you know, <laughs> but now it's like not really a thing. No one, literally, no one cares. Like, there are pot shops all over the state, all over. Yeah, I, I don't even care anymore. I used to fucking hate pot. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I'm just like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so the same thing could happen with prostitution. Like if it were legalized, like I think it's the illegality. Um, well, I know it's the Ill- illegality. It's this idea that laws are moral, that laws are built on some kind of moral framework, which they're not. They're self-serving to politicians and political systems and corporations. A hundred percent. Prove me wrong. Um, do I have to get my Steven Crowder mug and like sit at the table? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it really is. Huh. 
I'm sitting here trying to think of ways to get Medicaid to cover my ability to get one off. Uh, <laughs> but but so what you're talking about too it, it the stigma like looking at people i mean you know we're talking about sex work but what about people that struggle with sex like this whole idea that you know oh you're not manly if you can't get it up or please a woman or something like okay look as a guy that's pleased many, many, many men, um, you don't even have to get it up to do that. Um, and or no, to, to be pleased yourself. Like you you can have an enjoyable experience. And but there the society again sort of looks down on people. But it's like, well, bro, you're gonna be there someday. It, it almost really is to... like a discrimination. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, like it's it's a disability. Mm-hmm. Just as much as because I, if if you if you say that the ability to have sex isn't a necessity, it shouldn't ever be covered by insurance. And it's like, well, tell try to tell me how we would ex- exist if it weren't a necessity yeah that's a good point yeah yeah like it's not only a necessity at certain times is well like you want to make that argument it's like well while you're exhaling you don't really need that oxygen right (laughs) oh man you know it's okay if there's like hardly any oxygen in the room you're exhaling at this moment Mm -hmm. like nah you know if it's good for the goose it's good for the game and a lot of that does go into psychology as well. The, 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 like your feeling of well-being, of, of sense of self, like what makes you whole. And if society has decided that what makes you a, a whole person is like getting a boner, um, you know, then, well, yeah, that, that should be covered under insurance in fact it's critical like i can't think of i mean maybe drinking water i mean you can go three days without drinking water i don't think i can go one day without masturbating so or having (laughs) uh so yeah (laughs) uh but it is like it's really critical, especially in light of the way society views people. And we should totally not, totally not like, oh, yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. It's like, this is something that everybody does mm-hmm. all the time, Yeah, whether it's by yourself, with somebody else, with somebody else's. Mm-hmm. You know, however you want to get it done. If you want to whip it out in Safeway while you're looking at bread, you're just like, <laughs> whoa, oat with nine <laughs> grains. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's look fucking sexy. <laughs> and then people are what? like, oh, my God, that's horrible. It's like maybe dude just had to come right, right, like right then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
please don't jizz in my bread. Um, you know, <laughs> I put it up on aisle six. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't judge anybody for anything else though. Like you know, whatever gets you off. I there's some stuff I don't understand, like foot fetishes and stuff. But it's like, eh, whatever floats your boat, right? I don't care. Because uh, well, if you saw my uh, Pornhub search history, you'd be shocked. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm sure it would be the same for everybody. And. And it's okay. It, it, like whatever you're interested in, uh, like the sexual side of things is no different than I don't know your uh, Pandora playlist or something like that. Like yeah, you like this kind of music and and stuff. Whoa, you like this kind of porn, whatever. It, it right. Yeah. Be viewed negatively. It's just the kind of thing that you're into. Um, imagine that you like on your dating site. You're like, I like uh long walks on the beach, and Beethoven, and uh, tying you up by your nipples. <laughs> like, oh, can what you, if that was normal? Can, you know, but yes, oh yes, <laughs> call me daddy. Oh, all right, <clears throat> never mind. I didn't say that. <laughs> uh. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. It's like we we totally say this, and you know, satisfying this set of needs is perfectly societally fine to talk about. That one, you should you should keep that quiet. Well, in and and in fact, for for people who are unsatisfied, and I understand that there are a lot, a lot of unsatisfied people out there in their relationships. I think the lack of satisfaction comes from this whole stigma about sex and about exploring different avenues and doing different stuff. Um, huh. Like, if we were free to sort of explore and, and do what we want and, you know, maybe occasionally hook up with a different partner or something, or maybe we look up stuff online and 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 refresh the the, the book. Yeah, uh, from time to time. I mean, why not? I feel like there's an endemic starvation in sex mm -hmm. of the entire planet, and and like we almost need to start a charity that helps people get laid when they want. <laughs> okay. I'm on board with that. Yep. Like, and I, and I, I think we just basically explained the legitimate reasoning behind such a, an organization. Well, and, and also think about like all of the bad things that have happened, all these mass shootings and, wars that have happened like how many of them could be solved if somebody just fucking got laid right like, <clears throat> if putin just got laid would all this ukraine russia stuff be going on right now like because he'd be like sitting in the afterglow like yeah that was a good night <laughs> 
It, but can, it's you dead. can you imagine instead of Snickers commercials where someone's like hangry and they turn into like somebody cranky and you know instead of being like dude have a Snickers they're like dude go rub one out yeah exactly <laughs> because oh, yeah that's a good, great point like people would be way more chill if mm-hmm. we were just getting it up all the time and, like, and, and just I mean, I think the parallels are pretty obvious between like being hangry or thirsty or something and being horny. Like you do stupid things. Yeah. Um to satisfy those things. And and it is like sex is a core important I guess life sustaining thing in a sense. And to ignore that, well, we ignore that to our detriment. Yep. Get ready for World War Three, bitches, uh, <laughs> because somebody didn't get off. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> you know, I I would, I would like to see a graph of wars that were started over religion and wars that were started over blue balls. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, and. And and then show me wars that were started for some other reason. And I bet it's not even going to show up on the scale. I don't know that there's necessarily a spreadsheet cataloging all that to the kind of specification. But I think, you know, if 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 we could know that. Yes. General Napoleon, did you invade this place because you couldn't come last night? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, I did. <laughs> probably uh, yeah oh man do we just solve all of the problems of the world through sex because i think they maybe I think we they solved all the sexual hang-ups well yeah to and get and, to the to the road where the the perfect world is I mean that 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 is the trajectory. Like I think we're both aiming for. Yeah. Um, I I do think sex is definitely a component in there, and and I mean I'm a hippie, free love kind of person, so you know anything goes in that regard. Um, because I think it really does um, free people from a lot like a lot of the problems that plague the human race come down to like self segregation over sex. Um, Why sex and not food or water or air? I don't know. Um, Seems kind of bullshit to me. I I mean, they're all kind of, right up there and and being so important it it really bugs me that that there's this whole stigma about sex work that that somehow it's wrong like no you know no nobody is like berating the guy that runs the donut shop making donuts to feed people in the morning 
or give them coffee. They're not like, oh, you're causing harm to the children. Like nobody, nobody's saying that. No one's saying that for uh, Culligan, for you know the, their water service and stuff. Right. Like, why sex? Why this one thing? I don't get it. I like it, it's one of those. I, I'm probably probably never going to understand this one. Um, <laughs> but I think it's as important as any of those other things. It is. And it, yeah. yeah, and it and it's it, ridiculous that we have that much of a, a stigma around it. Well, and, and you know, very briefly, I know we're kind of getting into uh, we've been going on for a minute, but I, I want to talk about like bos- body positivity. I know hey, that that's been a thing. I do have to take we've a leak, about- so we might need to stick a commercial in here. We're back. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is probably something we should make a whole episode out of. But body positivity, like the, and, and you know, I kind of talked about this earlier about the nudist colony kind of thing, feeling comfortable with who you are and what you look like. I just did a minute microscopy about that not too far back. Yeah. And I, I think it kind of like connects with that too. Um, well, yeah, it's like that, that is part of it. Like we, we kind of brushed on this, but didn't talk about it much. The, the combining of sex and nudity, you know, just because one is required for the other to actually happen. Like, it's like, that would be like, oh, you know, if your mouth is open, it 
it's it's like a, a thing that you should be hiding but it's like it's something you have to do so why and, like hide it yeah you can use your mouth sexually um yeah. and you should um but that doesn't make your mouth a sexual organ right um, and and that 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 actually brings up a lot of thoughts like why is it <laughs> that it's okay societally most societies for guys to walk around topless but not women yeah it's bullshit like why is that a thing uh and and it's equally okay for them to be like oh look at his pecs those are so like sexy yeah. like they can derive pleasure from seeing topless men or and or your men yep. are de de deprived of the pleasure of seeing topless women because what? oh that's illegal well in okay you know i have hair you don't um there are women who like hair and there are women who like guys with no hair like right. you're sexy i'm sexy like to to different women mm -hmm. maybe some of the same in fact um so why is that a thing like how come some people like arms or legs it, it like it's okay to have your legs exposed but not your nipples or something or right. your genitals like well who says why 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 is that a thing and yeah. why do they have to look a certain way like okay as a connoisseur of women um <laughs> i I love all body types um, and and find something interesting and pleasurable in in everyone like there there's something that everybody has or does and you know it may not necessarily be a structural thing it could be a, a, a an actionable thing um, which uh, yeah yeah to that like it, it, it it's not <laughs> like how the, the whole point is it's not how you look like and, and don't compare yourself to other people like sure there are going to be supermodels whatever you know that that attain some sort of status uh they look a certain way according to somebody's criteria but that doesn't mean you're less of a person that doesn't mean you're nobody or or anything yeah it really bothers me like as somebody who grew up being kind of a nerd and kind of an outcast and and stuff and not really feeling like i was worthy um that's something i want everybody to take away that, that yeah. you know it, it it doesn't matter what society tells you things are there are okay well you know i've i've always kind of been made to by society made to feel weird mm -hmm. for not necessarily thinking that like cindy crawford was somebody that i imagined like having sex with you know it's like she's pretty and <laughs> nice to look at and all that stuff but like as far as what makes me sexually attracted 
that's maybe a little too perfect if you want to like i i you know, agree define yes. perfect no, I, I totally way. <laughs> i completely agree that that people I, I okay i i'm kind of a wabi-sabi kind of person like i sort of like people that have imperfections that is what endears me to a person um and and attracts me to a person it, it's like you know if if things aren't quite right if you're a little asymmetrical that it's actually a lot more sexy than being symmetrical and societally perfect um in that's an important thing for people to realize like it, it, oh oh shit um no no yeah and and that will vary in degrees from person to person well you know, like ex exactly it and it, and it isn't the, there's this idea oh there's the one for you okay well there is the 100,000 for you <laughs> on planet earth there are a lot of people who will find you attractive no matter what you look like there are a lot of people you know if and, and vice versa and if and if you don't think so just think of how many people a day that you look around and find attractive yourself you know yeah. like like your your tastes are just as varied as the next person's so mm -hmm. your chances of being like desirable to someone else are pretty much just as much as any yeah yeah totally and nobody a cook that that works in a chinese restaurant isn't going to lament the fact that a particular customer is like oh i oh i don't like like sesame chicken i i'm gonna go over there to that burger restaurant they they don't care they're like all right well whatever you know there's a whole line of people behind you waiting to get sesame chicken um so <laughs> it's okay. go to the burger place and get your burger like you know and as humans we should be doing the same yeah that's a good point you know, don't don't worry about the people who don't like you concern yourself with the people who do like you because there are a lot of people yeah probably more than you know and this comes back to society like societally we're conditioned to believe like oh we have to find this idealistic perfect person that that fits the mold of what we've been told we need but it's like well well who cares what you've been told what about what you you yourself actually want mm -hmm. could yeah we're almost made to feel guilty for wanting certain things mm -hmm. like like oh it, you know you shouldn't you should like real girls as as if like people that are thin and have like you know a low body fat you know ratio or whatever like that's somehow like fake or bad or you know like they they sort of go overboard with 
you know, like the too ugly concept overboard on the other side, like the too pretty concept, like these, these are aberrant. They should be like avoided, you know, like there's, there's stigma on both ends is what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can be too pretty or you can be too ugly. And it's like, who gives a fuck? Well, and what is pretty and ugly? It's subjective. Like it, 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 it isn't. I, in fact, there there are times I, I'm just gonna say this because I I I will bet money everybody's thought this before. There are times you look in the mirror and you're like, you know, I look pretty good. And there's times you look in the mirror and go, I don't want to be seen. Yeah. And, and you know what? Everyone has those days, like even random occurrences. Yeah, even the the so-called pretty girls like yeah. have the same thing. And all that matters is how you think of yourself. So it's well, and, that interaction between you and the mirror, that's the one that matters. And ooh. it's going to change every day. Yeah. And, and I think for the, the people um, who are presumed by society to be good-looking, um their challenges are actually a lot more difficult because they have to uphold some kind of impossible standard um yeah you know and i guess you can make the argument on on the downside like like people are just ugly because they're made to feel a certain way that like grooms that appearance you know, like it just feed like a feedback loop, you know, which which honestly, like I don't see a distinction there between the ugly, pretty standard and any other um, standard that, like right. skin color, stuff like that. No. Oh, 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 you're too dark. You're too light or something like, you know. There's someone for everybody, and there's a lot of someone's for everybody. Yeah, you uh, know, like uh, the other day, um, a security guard saw like just like this much of my shirt under my biker jacket, and he was like, "Oh, Megadeth, I'm a huge fan." He was like, "Don't let the skin color, uh, you know, scare you away." And I was like, "I didn't even fucking register that," but he like felt like he had to tell me like it's okay i'm black and i like metal like what i feel bad that he had he felt he had to like qualifying point that out to me no i i was just like dude right on i love meeting people who also like megadeth yeah he was like it i I know it's weird that i'm black but you know like hey it's is it okay if i like metal well you like metal And our skin colors are different. It's like, <laughs> dude, you can't. Okay. It, it, and that—that's one of the problems. Societal conditions. Like, I miss the '90s. I miss the times when it didn't matter what you looked like. People were nice to each other, yeah. so they didn't have to be dicks to each other about not being nice enough yeah. to each other. It was like free love and. Just nobody cared what you look like. They didn't even care your name. 
if we need to go back to those days the 90s were pretty cool yeah <laughs> exactly we're getting old yeah yeah but you know it's there was some good stuff there um yeah, yeah. oh man well so uh i guess uh we should probably wrap this up yeah i mean we've gone down so many rabbit holes here <laughs> it's like the the whole yard Whew. looks like moles have torn it apart now uh, we've been uh, deep sink diving so long i might think uh i'll find something if i have sex with <laughs> <laughs> me too uh, okay check out our only fans <laughs> we we probably should do that honestly and and you know if you have an only fans page like you shouldn't be ashamed of that like i've seen videos i'd say advertise it in the comments but i bet youtube is gonna nix that one but try it anyway yeah go ahead we like pushing the limits yeah um I, yeah I, oh god but I do remove I, the robots, like the obvious robots. But if you're like, hey, please watch my OnlyFans. It's like how I make, you know, dinner appear on my table. Um, I'd be glad to leave that comment on ksmvidcast.com. Hosted out of Panama. You'll yep. never be censored. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's going <laughs> to stick around forever. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyone else, go ahead and comment on the YouTube video. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and, and and this whole idea of being ashamed about sex work, like or having to hide I, in a certain country to talk yeah, about sex work. Exactly. <laughs> I I would like to have people on. I might know some people. Um yeah. I th- I, I think this is this is a topic that seems on the surface to be very, very simple. Like, oh, well, you're just talking about prostitutes and stuff. It's like, well, you know, honestly, this is way, way deeper than that. We're talking about the human condition, like the way people perceive their own the one no one place in the universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That it, like, how many times a day do you come? comments on being hungry or being hot or cold you know like any condition where it, it varies from your your like set point you're like oh i'm too hot i'm too cold i'm hungry oh i'm full you know like it's okay to talk about any of these things but as soon as you say man i'm fucking horny or jesus christ i just got laid and it was so great like (laughs) none of that is okay exactly so i was picturing while you were talking about that like (laughs) getting into an elevator and you know the elevator small talk like hey how's the weather and (laughs) how you feeling like oh man i'm so hungry like imagine if you got into an elevator and you know it's like an 88 story building (laughs) and so you have 
quite a ride. Um, and you get into the elevator and, you know, us dudes, like, we, we get in there. Dude's standing over in the side and he's like, how's it going? And he's just like, man, I'm so fucking horny. <laughs> I thought you were going to go a different way with that and be like 88 floors and there's this uh, sexy elevator operator and, and she's sitting there with her like mini skirt and her little hat off to one side. Like, Well, okay, I would like that too, but you know, like why? Some kind of why Aerosmith would... song in action. Yeah, loving an elevator. <laughs> oh man but why would it be uncomfortable it's like you know and, and this is something i just briefly i want to throw out there like and red dwarf went through that like yeah holy shit. Well, so i back in uh back in the day in the 90s um i was going to pierce college and there was this dude that i used to spend every lunch with and i had like a two-hour lunch break um so it was kind of a bit long this is gonna get gay isn't it what and i don't say kinda. that to be a mean actually kind of yeah um <laughs> and but but this is the thing like we we talked for hours and had a lot in common and enjoyed conversations and stuff like that and one time he was like hey by the way i'm gay and i'm like okay yeah that's fine and like i'm not gay but i in fact honestly i was kind of flattered that that uh, like his uh advances towards me like oh okay well you know uh, okay let's i kind of appreciate that yeah like it it, it isn't it's not going to make you gay because somebody gay likes you right it's like, like what why <laughs> yeah i mean i think everyone's got stories there <laughs> oh yeah yeah probably you know probably like so. but but that that, that that talks to the whole like self-identity and the societal conditioning and like what we expect and and what makes us feel like something whatever like what what makes you a man yeah you know hmm. i don't know yeah it it's so perfect that we took something that we spent 20 minutes on and turn it into like two hours <laughs> <laughs> because it's so much deeper than than and we uh sink dived the first time yeah <laughs> well we were we were kind of green on that you know we were a little bit of uh youtube virgins at that point episode four was it i think like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was very early takes i don't remember it was <clears throat> early very early well I'm, I'm hoping that uh our next uh version of this involves somebody who works in the industry like an interview yeah because that's the only missing piece is 
somebody from that experience giving voice to it yeah but i feel like that maybe the the missing element was the groundwork that we laid in this conversation in 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 exposing like how ridiculous it is that we put so much i don't know like accoutrement onto one particular need yeah there's so much weight in there for no reason other than religiosity and politics essentially yeah i mean it seriously is like looking down on somebody like actually and not like ironically for liking pineapple on pizza you're like (laughs) kind of is except i don't associate with that person because i'm never having sex with them because they like pineapple on pizza (laughs) except in this regard you could be arrested for consuming pineapple on pizza and the person who made that pie can also be arrested (laughs) like (laughs) why yeah why that's how how silly this whole thing is completely ridiculous like mm. like spot on that's (laughs) well i i think that's probably a good point to end on honestly yeah we're uh probably gonna have a few more beers after this though but uh god damn this is a good conversation yeah so uh to the viewers out there if you uh if you're uh, a sex worker like i well i i'm i'm not gonna say i want to interview you for my own personal <laughs> reasons but you know like it would be nice to have a conversation about sex work yeah um yeah and any aspect of it you know like, oh yeah yeah because and, you know really like the the there is a gradient from going out to dinner with somebody to doing some stuff on a camera for people to watch where there's absolutely no physical interaction right? or doing something with somebody else on camera mm-hmm. where there's physical interaction that's both lucrative and consensual uh and fun yeah um <laughs> And, and then you start going into like other realms and all the way through to like being married and devoting yourself to one other opposing sexual organs until you cheat on them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, and, you know, the, I, I joked earlier about, uh, you know, if you work in sex work, uh, like, but the thing is, like, if you're into things that I like, I might hire you. Um, <laughs> let's say in Thailand, we can go to Thailand and I'll hire you. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I'm off the hook now. <laughs> but everybody's into different things. That that even harkens back to our episode on age. 
and how it's illegal in one state and totally cool in the next state over. Uh huh. Which kind of ties into this too. Yeah. And oh, man, people get so up in arms about age. And, uh, you know, I only just a few days ago actually heard of what is it? I can't even remember what it's called now. Like ephrenology and instead of pedophilia or ephrenelia or some, this <laughs> is some word for like prepubescent teenagers being your preference. And, Ephron, I don't know, I can't read. It was some Greek sounding shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was basically saying that, like, oh, pedophilia, that's like a mental disease. But between the age of like puberty and what we societally call an adult, well, that's not a mental problem. It's still illegal. But it's totally understandable. So there's like a gradient right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And, and people just kind of, I don't know. There's well, like and I think there's a lot of strong thoughts on both sides of that. Yeah, and I think there's parallels to a, a Family Guy. I think kind of poked fun at this too with the like. You know, a younger guy with an older girl, and they were like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> and then like a younger girl with an older guy, it's like, "Oh," <laughs> like, but what's the difference? And I, I think it kind of like goes into a, a lot. Of, like, it, it, there's there's parallels. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, I think we've yeah, fucking uh, age, man. Uh, yeah. Go off on that. Yeah, it's not age; it's experience. But um, yeah, I uh, I'll just say I once had had a thing for somebody ten years younger than me who had her shit way together more than I did, hmm. and still do years later like <laughs> uh like way more mature than me 10 years younger but people were like yeah you're too old you know, like the fuck meanwhile like meanwhile <laughs> i've dated people more than a decade older than me more than one occasion and nobody really bats an eye at that mm-hmm yeah except the women I can tell they feel like this societal pressure for them to not be cougars or whatever. <laughs> but it's like, oh, but that is, that's my favorite thing. Right? Oh, like, fuck. who fucking cares how old someone is? Yeah. I like people older than me. I like people younger than me. I don't have a fucking preference. Mm -hmm. Constantly, people are like, oh, you're dating such an age per person. That must be your preference. And I'm like, what? Where where did that come from? Well, and, why, and, why are you slinging and, those stones at me? Like, like but, why do I have to have but, a but preference? Then it, it, it goes back to food. Like, if you're eating a pineapple pizza, people are like, oh, you're eating a pineapple pizza. That must be what you eat every day. 
It's like, yeah. dude, do you really think a human being can eat a pineapple pizza every fucking day and like stay alive? <laughs> you know, like, it, I mean, you know, occasionally there's salads and some some chili or something. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, a hot dog once in a while. You know, I, 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 I every time I go grocery shopping, I buy some applesauce and I buy some yogurt. Mm-hmm. And I take them to work with me because I know I get hungry in the afternoon before I leave work. And uh, and I eat them about the same time every day. And and I eat them in the same order and around the same time of day. And somebody commented on that. And I felt annoyed that they noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Like, you know, like, if that's what I like doing, you know, why should I feel like, weird about having a i don't know like a a, a ritual or yeah no, you know, that's whatever what, i look forward to at a particular time the, you know like, thing is like michael jackson the man in the mirror like look at yourself everybody has rituals right we all do uh, like so why pick somebody out and pick on them for their rituals like we all fucking have rituals yeah we you all have our stuff anything a ritual it just has yeah. longer length of time between gratification you know yeah you know like going to movie theaters could be a ritual mm-hmm. if you do it every week every day every year you know like it's still a ritual you know like well and and, and what defines the delineation between something that you do occasionally and something being a ritual how would you know is there a hard line in the sand where i mean it could just be mathematical like i've done this more than once i must like it to some degree oh i've done this many 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 times i must like it to a much higher degree well but but okay and you like something that's great sure but you know (laughs) i love shrimp (laughs) top ramen um and i will kill me so (laughs) yeah and and if you like shrimp great because you can have mine you know exactly that that's always my point like oh more for me yeah yeah but but if i have you know some shrimp top ramen a couple times does that make it a habit at what point is it a habit or a pattern or a ritual and at what point is it just like well this happened a couple times yeah or yeah like i've had sushi a handful of times I will never, if I'm out by myself and I'm hungry, go, oh, I'm going to go get some sushi. But if somebody like really wants to go get sushi, I'm like, all right, I'll find something to eat. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you, know, you can always find something. Oh, except dollar Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, no. <laughs> they, they were really good back in the day, but man. That- That's true, but that $2 fucking oh yeah oh undercooked chicken so juicy and succulent but so not worth it yeah not (laughs) worth the 
the hell that rained down on the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Well. So I came out of my room looking green. (laughs) I knew. (laughs) I'm like, Casey, are you okay? (laughs) And you were like, like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, young and dumb. Man, the early aughts was a and full of one dollar egg foo young. <laughs> oh man, now I'm gonna have to go down and pick some up. <laughs> oh shit. Oh uh, well, it's probably probably good time to end. Uh, yep. Like we've people deep sink dived into our beers enough dove dove <laughs> i'm always wondering about the, like the dive and dove and dove. yeah we should learn the proper form of that and then proceed to never use it <laughs> exactly <laughs> this is how it goes it sounds weird when you talk proper yeah it does oh that man. was not proper <laughs> yes, it true. sounds of weirdness when you do not speak of the proper. We should do uh, an entire episode <laughs> in the Atlantic accent. <laughs> oh, fucking A. <laughs> season but, four, if people haven't like figured out the show yet, like where the fuck are you? Yeah, this is the drunkest and the bestest season ever. <laughs> Holy shit. I wonder if I'll make it to season five before I dive cirrhosis. <laughs> oh, okay, well, all right. Challenge accepted. <laughs> dive cirrhosis first. Or pancreatic cancer. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. Good. Whichever may come first. I'm on it. Like, let's make it happen. <laughs> And then somebody's got to take over for me and tap in. <laughs> this shit needs to go on forever. Exactly. Do it. Uh, Do it. Do it. Oh, man. You're well, slightly zany, slightly acoustic. <laughs> adopted, bald, former, long-haired, metal-haired. Uh, then you could maybe step in for me. Grok 1974. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, what's your Craigslist ad for a replacement when you die? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to think about that for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh well. It's like it's like in my my dying breath i'm like typing out a craigslist ad for my replacement (laughs) (laughs) he's gotta have the worst dad jokes (laughs) (laughs) oh man fuck this is the best show ever this is so good maybe it's cold (laughs) well we're like almost two hours can we can be oh yeah maybe we could be under two hours let's make it we can get all right 
So, uh, well, everybody who's out there who's stuck it out, you know, or 58, 33, 34, 35, you're still here. Thanks. Um, we salute you. Uh, yeah. Have a good night, everybody. Thinking the days, my, my, my. To kiss your lips and hear you sigh, sigh, sigh. This ain't the first time that I find myself. Counting the days until you're by my side. Feel this energy grow inside. Fruits of passion. around me I start to shiver I think just how much loving do I give her I brush your hair away to see your eyes the way they're locked with mine is no surprise it's in this moment that we see the truth we could never have captured in our youth They count the days, my, my, my To kiss your lips and hear you sigh, sigh, sigh This ain't the first time that I find myself